What did I do? Countdown. Do you want to start again? No, let's go. <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, a man comes home with a duck under his arm. And he says, and then his wife's like, oh, so this is the pig you've... Wait, I can't even remember how the joke goes. <laughs> oh, man comes home with a duck under his arm. And he says uh, to his wife, and the man says, oh, this is the pig I've been fucking. Uh, and the wife says, but you're holding a duck. And the man says, I wasn't speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I, people, I, uh, you know what? I hope people waited two weeks to hear the, the punchline to that. Joke. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It's never worth a two week wait. You know what? Peek behind the curtain. You didn't finish the joke last week, so I thought it was hysterical. Oh, did, did I tell you? I didn't. Even, I didn't even tell you. No, because I cut oh. it off, and then when it ends recording, <laughs> even it off, says even off air. I didn't tell you. No, that's funny. <laughs> uh, oh well. goddamn, Kieran, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm full of food that isn't bread. Uh, bread was consumed at lunchtime, um, nice. so we've had our daily dose of bread. So we're getting, you know, like they say, a piece of bread a day keeps the doctor away. The famous saying. Is that what they say? That's what they say, right? That's the same. What your hat says death by what? Death by roll up. It's Chris death. Brooks. Chris Brooks is like uh like his branding design thing, like it's not really wrestling related, it's his own just like little thing. Um he's been right. doing it for years. Because uh, the death and the Abercrombie and Fist sw- sweatshirt really threw me off. I feel like they don't <laughs> go together. I'm i I'm 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 already a hot this this jump rank. This hoodie's not gonna stay long stay on long, I don't think. How's the weather over there in uh, the UK? Yeah, it's miserable now. It's November. It's the middle of November. It's cold. It's raining. Yeah. Um, it's it's exactly what you would expect from good old Great Britain. What uh, how what what are we looking at for Celsius over there? Right now, it is thirteen degrees Celsius at six thirty on Monday evening. Dude, it's fifty five degrees there. Fifty five Fahrenheit. Is that hot? Is that cold? 55 is nice. Oh, yeah. like, But also, I, that's an okay day today. The other day, it was like when I went out Saturday morning, it was like four degrees. Four so degrees four, Celsius. Yeah. All right. So, yes. To, so, that's so right now, it is where I am, six degrees Celsius. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. Damn. When I woke up for work. No, Nelly. When I woke up for work yesterday. Oh my god! What? It was negative two Celsius yesterday morning. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, not yet. It's still there's still time. December, January, February will get a lot colder. Oh my! I don't god. Really, it won't get that bad. London doesn't get that bad usually. We kind of maybe a day or two where we'll get into the minuses, but London's one of the hotter places in the UK. Oh yeah, I gotta get. I gotta put the. I gotta put the warming rock in the fish pond so the water doesn't freeze completely on top. I, I thought you was like just making a joke there. I didn't realize you was talking about something serious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's cold real fast around here. And then you gotta if you the rock it warms the uh, the surface so the ice can not completely form because if the ice forms, it's like a small little frog pond. 
if the ice forms completely, then all the fish will die from uh, there won't right, be any, so any way for the toxins to escape. You need some heat to to help out. So why did you did you think about calling David Finley to help with some of his heat to you know, you know help save the fishes in the pond? I think my anti-David Finley rants earlier in the year on Twitter uh, and maybe at the April New Japan shows over here in the East Coast didn't do me any favors. <laughs> I, I don't think he's a big fan of uh, of Matt from the Shining Wizards. Uh, well, conversely, nobody's a big fan of David Finley right now either. So, you know, you're not on that island alone. Yeah, but uh, I, like I kind of when he started when he recruited all the war dogs, then I was like, okay, I get what he's doing. So I kind of flip flopped. You know, if you've been listening to the Bread Club for the last year and change, I'm good at the flipping and the flopping. There's a couple hills I will die on. Um, Kate from Fightful loves to bring up the hate for Tanahashi's hair. It's not changing, people. It's there's I have nothing but hate in my black heart for Tanahashi, and it's only going to get worse as we get closer to Wrestle Kingdom. We had one comment on our episode. Only one. Yeah, like, one. Our, what the fuck list. are you guys doing out there? Our least commented video. All our usuals are busy in real life, no doubt. But uh, shout out to um, Scott George for a comment as always. But he said he wants to know what we think of Tanahashi's midlife crisis hairstyle. Now, I'm going to try to find a picture of this. Cause I'm sure you've seen it, Matt. But Oh, I've seen it. It still sucks shit. I'll try find it so that we can share it here and everyone can see it because we have the technology we learned not so long ago. You like that, right? Yeah, it's great if, to be able to show stuff. We just need to be careful because TVSR here monsters. You can't look. We're on Fightful Overbook, buddy. TVSI Fightful Overbook's got our back. They got the lawyers. They got the money. We don't need to worry about any of that. Suck uh, it, TVSI. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not 100 yeah. percent confident that fight. <laughs> Fightful can take down TV Asahi. TV Asahi, even. God damn it, where's this picture? Love Here we go. Bread. You know what? I'm confident. I have full confidence in Sean Ross Sapp and Kate from Fightful. And those are the only people I really know from Fightful. So. Uh, Jeremy? Jeremy. Oh, yeah, Jeremy. Know. Yes, of course. Duh. Yeah, Jeremy. Duh, Matt. Yeah. And Jeremy. Here we go. Hopefully, that, that we're going to share. Matt's going to share that picture. And everyone can see Tanahashi's uh, upside here. There he is. Um, I don't know what, what happened that, that day. That can't be real. That can't be real. He shared other pictures of it. That's just the first one I saw. So, of course, I posted it to get those sweet, sweet likes on Twitter. Yeah. Do you think he really has that big dick energy where he's going to walk around with that stupid hairdo? I mean, I feel like obviously. Something clearly went wrong. I can't imagine that was the idea. Obviously, he walks around with this stupid hair to begin with. But then extra stupid hair. Well, there you go, Scott George. He, you, you, you've got what you wanted from Matt. You got a, a Tanahashi hair, uh, a hair rant from Matt. That's eh, not my best work. <laughs> but uh, we're recording this a week removed from Power Struggle. Lone Star Shootout was on Friday. World the finals League... of the yeah. Sorry, World Tag League just got no, no. World Tag League just got announced today. Wrestle Kingdom 18 is getting solidified. Um, yeah, Power Struggle, the combination of the Super Junior Tag League as well. Um, a death of a title along the way. Uh, as the <laughs> that was that was perfect timing for that piano strum. As I say, the death of a title. There was a big dong. Oh, that was I was I hit the my microphone stand. It <laughs> sounded like a piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a piano. <sighs> I 
What? My, my, that was the moment of silence for the death of the IWGC oh. US Heavyweight Championship. Yes. Um, there's so much. You know what? We were we were kind of in a holding pattern with the New Japan stuff, right? But now, now it is it is turned up. The gears are cranked and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, anything that we want to put on a bow for the, the Super Junior Tag League? Man, I can't remember a thing from the actual tournament itself now. Uh, well, I, you, you know what? I do have a bone to pick. The final night, you had uh, House of Torture beating El Desperato, and the winner of that would make the finals. Uh, of course, people disappointed if House of Torture to get there over El Desperato. Yeah, man. It was very, very frustrating. I mean, the finals were, you know, showing just frustrating. Just frustrating. For Mass, I was so invested in Master Wado and El Desperado, Desperado, um, and you know I fucking hate the House of Torture. Um, so this was this was did not make me happy. No, I think it's it's kind of annoying. Like I like House of Torture being in the. I, I've got I've got no issues with House of Torture being in the final playing field. Like if they win, they can get through. Because that adds that scare scarcity that that you being scared that they're gonna make it to the finals. Like they can make the semis, the quarters, all that type of stuff. But yeah, I don't think they should necessarily be making finals. Like when Evil and Yujiro made the finals of World Tag League like a year or two ago, whenever that was, I can't remember. It wasn't last year because last year was Bishamon Aussie Open, so it must have been the year before that, and it was probably Bishamon House of Torture then. Um, so probably 2021 World Tag League. But yeah, like I think they 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 have their part to play. You can argue whether they play it well or not, but that part isn't making the finals of tournaments. It's being a spoiler and make, being in contention on the final day to, for the big final hurdle for the baby faces to go over to get to the finals. Yeah, I would have been much more happy with like them, you know, spoiling it for the the war dogs or so. I don't know. I just didn't. I was so into the team of Master Wado and El Desperado. Like, I think I would have enjoyed the final of catch 22 against against uh despoado more than the the yo uh fucking uncle nobu match i think this match the match was still very good um to yeah to just like you know we'll, we'll jump into power struggle <clears throat> and we'll get to that match um but yeah I, I don't think it was bad but yeah power struggle uh it was a show of two halves you had lots of tag matches that kind of served their purpose some of them set up future stuff some of them not so much um, but once the important matches kicked into gear, the matches of note, starting with Great O'Connor versus John Moxley, this just turned into a New Japan at their best. This was must-see every match from the yep. Great O'Connor John Moxley match up until the end. It was just banger after banger. And each match was so different from the one before it and the one coming after it. I I, I, I love the second half of this show. Yep. And you know what? The, it's If you're new to the New Japan product, like the, this is what every one of these big shows is like, with the exception of Wrestle Kingdom, maybe Dominion. There's a lot of tag matches that will further storylines in the first half of the show just to get people out there. Um, but the second half was awesome. And uh, and I love, you know, look, going back to the, the start of Power Struggle, the, the new concept where they're just bringing in these people from other promotions. Um the match quality is decent enough, but I just like the introduction for me as somebody who just watches new Japan and I've watched, you know, last year I watched the Noah Muda thing. Like mm -hmm. I don't know how to get all Japan or if they do an English version. 
Uh, so like that's all foreign to me. I'm familiar with the the big players and most of the promotions, but you know to actually see these guys if they're not on a New Japan product, I'm not going to be searching them out because I just don't have the time or the means to figure out where to find Strong Machine J. And uh, I know Dragon Gate does a English commentary version, but. You know, I, I don't know if they do commentary, on. but they definitely have their own subscription service, their own New Japan World. I know um, for a while they did have English commentary. I know Larry Dallas was doing it with Lenny Leonard, maybe? I could be wrong about that. You got to fix your white girl light? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can uh, see you just fine. I didn't watch that show, to be honest. It started that match. It started. This was an early show time, if I remember correctly. Um, I kind of woke up like 10 15 minutes before the, the first match started on the main card which was jeff cobb callum newman taking on yuta nakashima and oscar loive um a fun four-way tag match with the juniors you get six-man tag match with god hontai taking on uh lij uh just five guys versus lij and another tag match tangaloa versus david finley which you know why is that happening i gotta say it wasn't tangaloa looked kind of good he hit an awesome drop kick off the top rope like I don't, he shouldn't be in this position. I don't want to see, I'm not saying, yeah, more time to off, but the, he looked potentially the best he has done since he came back from his injury here. Yeah, no, I, were you surprised? I know I, I voiced my displeasure last time we got together about the tag matches. I know why they're doing it. And, but were you surprised to see Naito and Suji against Sonata and Yuya so early in the show? Uh, it was the, it's the third third match on the main card, right? Fourth, third, or fourth? fourth. Fourth match, yeah. Like maybe you could have switched it between with Tangelo and David Finley and had it there, but it's a, obviously the thing of New Japan puts an importance on singles matches. Singles matches are usually called special singles matches because they don't just run singles matches for the sake of it. Um, I suppose, uh, but it shouldn't. It wouldn't have gone past the fifth anyway because then you get into the storyline matches. The Great Okan versus John Maxley match being a sixth match on the card, um, which was just fucking fantastic but well, i gotta take take i take me through the john moxley great Ocon, the start of the match instantly we hit the outside and we get a 20 count are you just like i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me i'm like there's I, no way they flew john moxley over here for this exactly you knew the match wasn't gonna end there and i like like you know the crowd booing instantly as well like it was obviously never gonna end there but i do like it the fact that they just were going at each other no care it's not like they tried to run back and then try and miss the count or anything they were just trying to go for each other they didn't care that the referee was counting down and um the thing i love about this is literally there's not a second of this match spent in the ring like great okan enters first and then john moxie gets into the ring and as soon as he gets into the ring great okan fucking yeets him over the top rope and then for the next 20 minutes half an hour that they're out there including getting backstage afterwards and everything like that. They do not go anywhere near the ring, not even ringside. They are in every corner of Osaka. If you're going to do a false count anywhere match, you're going to, you have to do it right. I mean, that's, I bet for someone who paid for a ticket to be there, like you pay fucking a billion yen to sit front row. Cause you oh, just want to see John Moxley. You're like, Oh, I hope John Moxley bleeds on me. Cause that's what John Moxley does. Uh, to watch them go all over the arena and you're just sitting there protecting your... I mean, it, it was it was very funny, Japan. actually, as well, because there's a, a chap at um, WrestleIn who helps part us out, and he's from Osaka, Kyosuke. Um, he helped me out when I was in Tokyo in uh, January for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and he was at this show. He goes to most shows when they're in Osaka for New Japan. And during the David Finley-Tangaloa match, um, 
David Finley like started grabbing loads of barriers and chairs and buried Tangaloa under a bunch of them. And one of the chairs he took was Kyosuke. I'm just watching it at home on Saturday morning and I'm like, there's Kyosuke. Like he's trying to sit in his chair and Finley's like just ripping it out from underneath him. Um, and then I see him again during the John Moxley match as well. Uh, but this was fantastic. Like, yeah, they literally went to every corner. Every corner seemed to get like its own match style. Like they went and like after Greg Khan's ponytail got chopped, uh, cut off by Moxley, they started just exchanging submission holds for like five minutes on the floor. It was incredible. I could so if you listen to the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast, um, Tony is a big. He's like he's very old school. So he's like, if you like, if you want to take a female wrestler and make them a heel, have them cut fucking Bianca Belair's hair. The the oh, audible, absolutely. the audible gasp that came out of my mouth while I was watching this when he cut fucking greater. I was so distraught, Kieran. <laughs> I couldn't believe this guy agreed to let this happen. And I instantly was like, I hope he splatters John Moxley's brains all over the floor. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Deep down, though, I was like, you cut this guy's beautiful. That was like Great O'Connor is synonymous with that little ponytail. I, I couldn't believe it. This might, for many people, this is Great O'Connor's career best so far as well. Because um, I think he is a difficult person to get be a fan of in the ring, perhaps. Like, I love the character outside of the ring he's so entertaining but in the ring as a wrestler he's he he leaves something to be desired uh but yeah this was this this was john moxie to a t and the osaka crowd fucking loves him there was this fantastic picture of him standing in the crowd and i posted it and it was like the superman picture where everyone's trying to reach out and touch superman it was like that but with moxie it's fucking like put that in a museum uh but i i can't say enough good things about this match and this is the type of thing that Great Okan really needed as well. Like, hopefully, he can with this in his pocket now. He can go into bigger and better things. Yeah, he needs to use the momentum to to carry this yeah. through. You know, and he'll probably be in the Rambo at um at Wrestle Kingdom because I don't. Yeah, he's not probably got much chance fitting in elsewhere. Yeah, so but I hope this momentum carries him because this was a great showing by by him and and hopefully it helps him get over that hump because I was not when he came in and he did the thing with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom and Tanahashi and I was kind of like eh like I don't I get what they're doing but I wasn't completely sold on him uh, but in the last six months you've seen glimpses uh, and I think this right here is is a great great sign and hopefully he can just they can capitalize on it going forward. He's in this weird little bubble by himself because he's like in the hierarchy. Uh, he's above the Raywa Three Musketeers in terms of age and things like that. Like he came back long before they did. They were still young lions. Um, but like he's not got any generational rival like the Raywa Three Musketeers. All well, young lions together all went back together and have all come back together and they're all feuding against each other. Gregor Khan doesn't have that. Um, I feel like maybe that's something that he really needs is he needs that like he needs Great Okan needs someone that's like the Nelly to Matt. Yes, he needs an, an arch nemesis. Yes, exactly. It was he actually needs... the pen. It was the pen versus Nelly. Just I just happened to be in the way. <laughs> uh, next on Power Struggle was uh, Okada Ishii and Tanahashi retaining the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Championships against TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr., Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, um, and this inadvertently turning into Zach Tanahashi challenging Zack for the NJPW World TV Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 18. We now know as well. Uh, the match was what 
I think what we knew we signed up for, it was going to be great with yeah. these six guys. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, they're really giving these guys a run with the six-man titles. I feel like their defenses are up there. Uh, they're on all these big shows. Um, and and I am very indifferent on Zach getting pinned by Tanahashi because deep down inside... <laughs> look, Zach is going on if he retains his title for the rest of November and December. It's a year since he won the title. Kieran, if God damn it, if fucking Tanahashi beats him, I will fucking I'll miss the wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. I'll throw my TV out my goddamn window. No, I I wholly agree. Tanahashi cannot be the man to dethrone Zack Sabre Jr. It serves zero purpose. There's uh, no, look, the, the hair aside, like Tanahashi's a legend. You know what you get with Tanahashi. You get the high fly flow, and you get the, the the fucking cheek rattle and roll, whatever the fuck he calls it. He the shitty air guitar. He's a legend. He doesn't need to be the guy to dethrone Zack Saber Jr. in this monumental TV title run. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this match being on Wrestle Kingdom. Like, this seems like a waste of this title. They deserve something better. Which sounds silly to say, because like Matt said, there's no bigger legend than Tanahashi. But this match just suddenly feels so unimportant to me because it's a match we've seen so many times. And they've gone to the well so many times with these two men and they put on great matches. But this isn't what Zack's title's kind of been about. His reign is not like to take on a guy like a Tanahashi. Um, the only way I see Tanahashi winning, if it's to set up something post-match and that someone's going to come out and front, confront Tanahashi, whether it's... Uh, you know, a young a Yuyu Umura, a Yosuji style person, or it's someone just AW, whatever, just someone totally a surprise comes out to challenge Tanahashi, and they want that to be the moment versus Tanahashi because obviously that will feel like a bigger moment than someone coming out and confronting Zack Saber Jr. That's the only logic I can see in this match. <sighs> obviously, Tanahashi needs an important place on the card, but also he doesn't like last year he was in the this, this six man tag teaming up with Muto in his last uh New Japan match. Um, and that is an important match, but also it was a throwaway match. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this match on Wrestle Kingdom. No, he is look, there's not a lot of get uh, not a lot of gas left in the tank for Tanahashi, right? It's a it's a it's there. And look, all jokes aside, he's a fucking legend. But this, I'm with you, Kieran. This just feels weird, and I don't. When you ask people about 2023 New Japan, like it's Will Ospreay and it's Zack Sabre Jr., right, that are at the top of the list. Like having someone come out and confront Tanahashi, I don't know. For the moment, I'm sure it's cool, but overall, like you're just going to piss on this year title reign where Zack Sabre Jr. has defended this title in every single promotion and had, if not the best matches of the year outside of Will Ospreay. Like I, fi- I think it's silly. Come on, Nelly. Yeah, it, it does seem to just take the steam out of the title reign for me, whereas this should be a big celebration or a big, is Zack Sabre Jr. going to lose the title? And he still could, but I don't think he will. Um, eighth match. Oh, wait, no, no, post-match. Oh, no, you're the big surprise. Talk, talk about that post-match. Something happened. Just a little little something happened. A little something. Do you think it would have been better if he was there in person? Well, apparently that was the plan. Sports Illustrated reported that if the injury hadn't happened, the plan was for, Zach Sabre, uh, for Brian Danielson to confront Okada in person to make this challenge. Um, of course, you know, like Danielson picking up that injury, so they've evidently done it by a video message. It would have been infinitely better to see Danielson in Japan, to see Danielson walk down that ramp. And to be honest, there's no better place than Osaka as well because they're the best fucking crowd. Like, 
Coroquin and Osaka crowds are just the best. But Coroquin could not. Coroquin can be 90 percent of the time it's great, but sometimes you get some some dud Coroquin crowds. But Osaka just they they're the fuck fantastic. You never right. have any concerns with an Osaka crowd. So Danielson coming out in Osaka that would have been something special. Yeah, this was uh, you know over here in the in the in the East Coast over here in the states. You know, he gets hurt on that dynamite a couple weeks ago, and people were just this poor guy has no luck. But we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They said the end of the year. They didn't say next year he'd be back. Um, and then obviously with the uh, weird pseudo AEW G1 that they announced, uh, Brian Davis. Yeah, be... bro. I wanted to put up a meme about it. Like I, I did for like three minutes, and I was like, I'm gonna get so much flack from this for AEW fans, and I can't be bothered. And it was like, you know, the mum, can we have ice cream? It's like, no, we have ice cream at home. And the ice cream at home is shit. It was like, mum, can we have G1 Climax? No, we have G1 Climax at home. And then it's this fucking Continental Classic or whatever it is. Um, yeah. But I wasn't so, prepared for the people who didn't, didn't understand what a joke was. Oh, yeah. People, no, people, no. You can't, God forbid you joke in, in the world of professional wrestling. People exactly, don't, like, yeah. don't like jokes. It's very serious it, business, Kieran. I do think it is wild, though, because like, the discussion immediately after was Daniel, will Danielson be okay for Wrestle Kingdom? And it's like, well, he must be because otherwise they wouldn't have announced this match. Right. And then it's like, yeah, it was said he's going to be out till the end of the year. It was like Tony Schiavone said it on like a podcast or something, right? Or something. Or on commentary, maybe Tony said it. Um, and then it's like, okay, so now he's back and now you're going to have him do... Granted, it's it's no G1 Climax. There's a week in between. Uh, is it on Dynamite, these matches? These cl Continental Classic matches? Yes, they're going to start uh november 22nd 20 what's my birthday the 23rd. yeah the 22nd and they're going to end at the that pay-per-view so end it's of the just year. it's just dynamite though it's going to be dynamite every week so there's a week in between these matches yes okay so it's no grueling g1 climax schedule let's say no and when but... you beat like angelico in the first round you're fine <laughs> yeah i mean it's round robin oh i'm sorry fair. when you beat angelico in your first match because you know yeah he'll be he'll be in the tournament um nelly but yeah, no, is, so here's one for you, Matt, because obviously people know that I jumped very last minute to go see Omega Osprey. That was my reason to go Wrestle Kingdom last minute yep. this year. People were like messaging me, friends, people on Twitter and stuff saying, am I now going to do, am I going to go Wrestle Kingdom again off of the back of Danielson Okada? It does not have the same impact for me as an Omega Osprey. I, I think, uh, I think there's a very, small population that it does but overall no i think osprey omega is much bigger look and that's nothing to do there there was more meat on the bone for osprey and omega like danielson yeah. and okada is going to be great there's no doubt about that this but the story there is just like who's the better wrestler osprey omega was osprey was like you fucking left me here and you left us high and dry and I had to pick up the slack. And now I'm going to prove why I'm the fucking guy. Like, there was a story there. Here, it's just like, who's the better wrestler? I broke yeah. I broke my arm and I still beat you. Uh, and it was the first time you submitted in forever. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. There's a story, I... but I don't think it's worth jumping on an airplane and flying to Japan. That's exactly it. If it was in, maybe if it was in Europe, like, I would, I would travel to see Okada versus Danielson coupled with a solid card. I just wouldn't travel... Literally, not even halfway. I wouldn't travel to the other side of the world for it. That's that's the that's the difference for me. Not to say I'm not excited, but yeah. Um, 
Super Junior Tag League Final. We touched on it briefly. Catch 2-2, TJP and Francesco Akira taking on House of Torture, um, which Nelly has seemingly joined House of Torture. She does runs oh, constantly. She's driving me running constantly All morning, she was fine. All morning, she laid in her cat tree. She was sleepy. You know, she's got a lot going on around here, so I get it, but she needs to fucking pump the brakes, bro. Uh, I would be lying if I said I could remember much from this match. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Callum was... Newman coming in and making the save, uh, and I'm glad Catch 2-2 won, got won the match. Yes, the right team won. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think the redemption story is there, them against the, the War Dogs of Clark Connors and Dan Maloney. This match started like every House of Torture match. They attacked beforehand. There was a bunch of nonsensical bullshit. Thankfully, the United Empire evens things up, uh, and we get um, Catch 2-2 winning, and then uh, here comes the War Dogs to try and lay down the, the little smack after the match, and the UE runs them off, so... We have our match set for Wrestle Kingdom 18. I feel like we, we've probably spoken about it on here as well, like how well booked the junior tag division has been. I feel like I brought it up in the last episode. Um, and that, that 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 just goes to show as well the fact that there's a story going into the tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom. It's usually just, you know, in the past, it's been big four ways in the days of the Bucks and Red Dragon and Forever Hooligans and Rapongi Vice and all those guys. Um Whereas now it's like, yes, okay, they won Super Junior Tag League. They get challenged for the titles. That was the Leo Rush and Yo thing. There was no story there. It was just title challenges. Um, but the War Dogs thing goes back to the fact, you know, Dan Maloney, Driller Maloney uh, leaving United Empire, attacking them from behind to join the War Dogs and War Dogs winning the titles from Catch 2-2. And then they've had the match in the tournament. There's real animosity between these guys. And like, it's one of the, it's one of the matches on the card that's got a real story behind it. Like Zach Save Jr. Tanahashi, oh Tanahashi pinned me, and I want to get my win back. And you know, Okada Danielson, like you said, it's got a story there. It's it's one of the ones with more depth. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think it's nice that we get the the light shown on the the Super Juniors uh, in the tag division because we we talked about it last week. There's a there was a lot there's a lot of meat on the bone, and there's a lot of potential for some really good tag teams going forward um, to bolster that that division as we uh, head towards post-Wrestle Kingdom 18. Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takashi defending against Taiji Ishimori. Uh, post-match, Hiromu lames his own challenger and he wants El Desperado at Wrestle Kingdom again. Uh, the match, I enjoyed the match. It's Hiromu, you know, Ishimori. It's nice to see Ishimori's healthy. Um, he looked great. Like, oh, my, he looks like officially, a Officially, like... Holy shit. The white gear and the white contacts. Fucking megastar. Uh, and then just Hiromu calling out, um, or, or Desperado coming out, answering the challenge. Like, I'm here. I'm here for Hiromu Despi. Um, you know they have their history, but again, it's we've kind of been here before, right? I was really, I, I really set myself up for failure last week when I, or two weeks ago when I suggested Mustafa Ali. Um, <laughs> It was Wrestle Kingdom 16, right? These guys had the last match and Desperado won in the Tokyo Dome and granted the crowd couldn't make noise and a lot of this rivalry has happened during the pandemic. Uh, so they deserve to get the appreciation of a live cheering crowd rather than a crowd that's got to sit on their, their thumbs. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This one doesn't do it for me either. I wanted to see... I don't know, because it was a case of there's no one really on the roster to challenge Hiromu, yeah. other than El Desperado. Uh, but I love it the Leo Rush. 
There was it would have had to be another outsider, yeah. Yeah, that Stuart Leo didn't get his shot, so... I mean, I know we're looking to make waves because this is power struggle. This is the last hurdle before. But, like, we could have, you know, let this... You know, let let Hiromu get his win and then just, like, let it just settle and then maybe give it some time, maybe see if Leo can get over here for... Because we never got the Leo-Hiromu match. And it's I'm not saying I want to see Leo Rush win the title, but it's just something different. Yeah, um, obviously we we don't know what's going on with Leo in terms of his health, whether it's uh, it's seemingly mental health more than physical. Um, But and now Hiromu's walking around with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, who is also the DDT Heavy Metal Championship. Right, he pinned Hiromu, or the belt pinned Hiromu. (laughs) The belt pinned so a ddt show on sunday ultimate party uh the iwgp junior heavyweight championship the belt itself yes. pinned hiromu yes. so the iwgp heavyweight champion the iwgp he- title belt the physical belt became the ddt iron metal heavyweight champion so the belt was its own champion of another belt yeah f- f- try and fucking follow that people <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the joy that's the joy of DDT. At one time, the belt was its own champion. I don't know the story behind it, but it won itself. Champion of a champion. But like a beer has been a champion. The Young Bucks autobiography was a champion at one. Are you point. saying a? Did you say a beer or a bear? A beer, no, a beer. Beat glug 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 glug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what better way to describe beer? I wish you, if you had gone grr, I would have known you meant bear. Yeah, exactly. So I had to, I had to make it obvious. Glug, glug, glug. I like it. You'd be great at charades. <laughs> I like to think I'm very good at charades, to be fair. Main do event. Play, do you play charades a lot? Not uh, not a lot, no. But I, I like to. The last time. I like to think I'm good at everything, I suppose. Um, but main event. Here we fucking go. The IWGP US and UK Heavyweight Championship. Both titles brought to the ring. For a 40 minute and 16 second fucking epic, Will Ospreay defeating Shota Umino to retain the IWGP US UK Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Post match shenanigans we'll get to because this match just otherworldly. <coughs> Sorry, Jesus Christ, you finished up just as I coughed in the fucking <laughs> microphone. Uh, yeah, this. So I, I was very. I, I take everything you say very because I feel like you're in the know. So I'm very aware of what you say. And I went into this very distraught that I thought I was going to see uh, Umino beat Will Ospreay. possible. I can't tell you a single thought I had once that bell rang because these guys fucking put on a show for everyone. This was unbelievable. Now, I don't know if this applies to Tomatango like, Tama style. Like, Shooter came up. He went up to Osprey's level, right? Mm-hmm. This was unfucking believable And I um, am fully in now on Shota. Like, he is, this proved, like, he can hang. He could be a guy in the main event scene. Would I put a title on him right away? Would I strap the rocket to him? No, but I think this proves that. The future for New Japan and Shota Umino is very bright. This was unbelievable. Um, just the back and forth, the violence. 
like just no care in the world for either of these guys like making it seem like there is no other great sonata's your champion but there's no other title more important than this one and this moment right now i loved every second of this and i couldn't believe it went 40 minutes because it did not feel like a 40 minute match i i'm really glad you brought up like that stuff about putting a title on the strapping the rocket to shoto because there was Lots of people going into this. Oh, of course, Shota's going to win. He can't lose again to Will Ospreay. He'll look like an idiot. Like, he'll destroy him and everything. And people came out of it still with that feeling when he lost. Like, oh, Shota got geeked out by Ospreay. Like, what are they doing? How can you take this man seriously? Like, all these type of things. And that just blows my mind. Like, Ospreay isn't... This this one, Ospreay, no one should really be beating Ospreay this year at this point, I don't think. Like, he is going into Wrestle Kingdom as the top dog for Osprey is absolutely the right call, I think. But I don't know how you come out of that match disappointed that Shota didn't win. Like I, I don't know I don't know how either. It's <laughs> just it was the absolute best star making performance. Like it's shown that he can go he can do what Okada can do. He can do what Tanahashi can do. He can put on a main event epic when when New Japan do him a handful of times a year because we don't really get matches this long in New Japan very often anymore. Right. Um, this was such a f- baptism by fire for him, and we saw sides of Shota we haven't seen when Osprey was doing the cheeky Nando's kick and he busted his nose and then spat in Shota's face, and Shota started turning into a prick, like booting, uh, uh kicking Osprey in the face out of Red Shoe's eyesight and things like that. Totally different side of Shota we've seen before. Um, it this was just like I feel like. The, it's always been that Yotosuji is the, the best of the way with three musketeers, but now that's up for debate. If someone said they're putting Shota above y- Yota, I wouldn't argue with them now. Right. Yeah, no, this was this is a star-making performance. The top rope fucking avalanche death rider. Oh, the, like, the, the tiger shit. driver from the apron through the double tables. Absolute, uh, just, there's so much stuff you just hadn't seen before. Do you, now... If you've never watched the Bread Club and you're not familiar with Kieran, Kieran's favorite wrestler is Shibata. I these guys are throwing headbutts. I'm fucking cringing. I I'll be honest, I can't really remember the headbutts. I know like they they had the really cool bit where they held onto each other's wrists to kind of keep each other up, and so you know just kept on forearming the crap out of each other. Um, but yeah, and then like Moxley coming to ringside to to cheer Shota on to give him that little bit extra oomph. That was great. Like the crowd ate it up and everything. It worked wonders. Uh, and just to show when Shota hit like four DDT variants in a row, like he hit like a death rider and then he hit like another DDT and then he like, like, like a spinning death rider. And then another one, I was like, fuck, that's it. And I feel like you could have the argument if you wanted to, they got a bit silly with the kickouts maybe, but I think I was just so invested. Like the crowd was so invested. Course, like, yeah. I wasn't like, this is getting stupid now. I was like, holy shit, he kicked out again. Um, yeah, and, but that, Os- when, that can easily go either way. Yeah, when Osprey hit that first hidden blade on him and he kicked out at one, I was like, what the fuck? It, I, I, yeah, I can. This should be. this. It's crazy to say in a year where Osprey has wrestled Omega twice that this might be Osprey's best match of the year. This is up here, man. This is. This was this was something else, and Osprey walks out the champion, and then you know obviously Moxley's down there, and that's Moxley's boy, so we get them squaring off, and then uh, you know who likes to ruin a good time? Good old David Finley with his shillelagh. Um, 
I mean, he beat up both guys. He cut a promo saying both the belts were meaningless, and then he fucking destroyed both title belts. So uh, there's rumors that this might be heading back to the IC title now. Well, backstage, Osprey said, if you won't let me have the, the, the Intercontinental, if you won't bring back the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, give me a new belt. Osprey wants a new belt. It's being confirmed we're getting a new belt. Uh, I don't know. I'm under the assumption because of the way that they're, they're advertising it, it's going to be a new IWGP title. It's not going to be a redesigned US title or anything like that. A brand new title, IWGP, whatever. IWGP, you know. I, I can't think of anything smart to say. But it's going to be. Hope t- I hope it's not a fucking. I hope they didn't like call Tony Khan and see what kind of brainchild he, he, <laughs> ideas he has because I'm good over there. But yeah, the post-match, like the Moxley face-off, that's what everyone wanted. That's what everyone was kind of guessing. It was either going to be Shota versus Moxley or Will versus Moxley at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, the David Finney run-in has gone down, like has not been met very well by fans online, to say the least. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I don't think, like, by all means, Finley should have a place on Wrestle Kingdom. Right. He's the leader of Bullet Club. It's been a big year for him is the place in between moxie and osprey no uh i like destroying the belts as well it's the, the 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 art the the images of like the 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 uk and the us flags popping off the belt and moxie and osprey holding those bits absolutely incredible like new japan that couldn't have gone better new japan have got footage for days in the build-up to this show um the the giant hammer was pretty fucking funny it was very cartoonish uh it it, it made me laugh um but yeah, it's it's like yeah they've they've kind of soiled. If you, if you have Moxley Daniels, uh, Okada Danielson and Moxley Osprey as two of your top matches, you're getting all the all the AEW fans are tuning in. All those guys that left New Japan to go and watch AEW, they're coming back for one night. And Finley into that mix, not so much. It so there's a couple. Of, I don't like it either. First of all, I hate. Outside of the juniors, like anything else that's a, a multi-man match, like I just don't think it comes off well. This is yeah. done for a couple of reasons. This isn't the place to do it either. No, not, not at all. Not, but I think so with – do you think Osprey has made his decision about his future? Is this done so he doesn't get pinned but he loses the title so that door is still open for him? So there's but a story that... going forward? But then that means Finley or Moxley opinion each other, and you know we're gonna we're gonna think we all know it all because we're wrestling fans. We like you know the overwhelming assumption right now is of course is Finley's gonna take the loss. Um, Moxley is Tony Khan's boy. Moxley doesn't take pins, uh, but I could see Osprey taking the pin here. Um, I I don't know. It's it's the match scares me because I don't. I'm such a Osprey fucking mark, such right. an Osprey fanboy. Uh, that I don't like that show a match. I'm rooting for Osprey. I'm rooting for Osprey 99% of the time. I'm rooting for Osprey every percent of the time, actually. I don't think there's anyone. Do Commit. That... Do it, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This, so this is a match yeah! that scares... <laughs> it's a match that scares me as a fan because I don't want to see Osprey take the loss. I don't want to see Osprey leaving Wrestle Kingdom, uh, leaving New Japan. Um, and I, I, like, I have the question of, does Osprey going as this new champion? Because he hasn't lost his belt, so he should. He should be the inaugural champion for whatever this new belt is. And then also losing the day you get your new belt, potentially. That's a bit shit. Yeah, there's a lot of... uh, 
and this happens in New Japan every couple of years. We saw it with Kenny. We saw it with Jay White. You know, what is... Fuck AEW, man. What is the... What is the... You know, I don't want him to go to AEW. I, 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 whatever decision he makes, I get it. I just don't... Look, I know we're a New Japan podcast, and I'm going to talk about it tonight on The Wizards or last night or whenever this shows up, the latest episode... Like AEW was presented as an alternative and it was for like the first couple months and now it is pretty much a WWE clone and I don't like I fucking love Jay White. Jay White's my guy. We're Switchblade guys like I'm just not I know he's going to lose at full gear to MJF, the Bang Bang Gang Gang Club, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's entertaining, but it's not being taken seriously when jay white pinned mjf a couple weeks ago on collision the announcers put over will he scissor max caster i don't give a flying fuck about that jay white just pinned your world champion i don't want to see him in AEW. i'd rather see will osprey go to fucking impact wrestling because i think i think it just makes more sense for they tape like once a month, you don't have to fucking travel as often. You could probably do other stuff in the UK. You don't have to move to the States. Clearly, the WWE is on the right path. If he ends up in up there, I'm sure they'll put him right towards the top of the card. That That's the thing as well, though. Wherever he goes, I don't think he will be put in that place. I don't think he comes in and he challenges, MJ, he challenges for the AW Championship straight off the bat. I don't think he goes into WWE and he challenges Roman Reigns straight off the bat. Yeah, but he could challenge Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, I suppose he's that, that. Cha- like there, there's. Yeah. I yeah, I, I could see that. This is crazy talk. I have would have more faith with Will Ospreay in WWE when I, than I would in AEW. Yeah, I kind of get what you mean, but also I'm so tuned out. I'm so tuned I, out of both. Like I don't, I'm. I don't care for a Will Ospreay Big Show match. <laughs> You're not excited for the. Yakuza themed match they're doing to promote a new video game? No, I'm good, man. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. I'll stick to my New Japan Pro Wrestling. By the way, I didn't see it in the notes, but I do got to say, before we talk Lone Star Shootout, I don't know if it's affected you. Bro, they updated that that app. Holy shit. I put it right on my Google Chrome on my TV. I don't have to open my phone. I don't have to open my laptop. It's all set. I just click the button. The, every the screen shows up it's so easy it's so much easier to navigate big fan big fan over here i've tried it on desktop i've tried it on my laptop for a minute uh no i watched a couple of lone star shootout matches on the desktop uh i've not tried it on my tv yet because i do it through the fire stick and i've just not downloaded the app yet so i've not had okay. the new app because i've not had any reason to yet but i'll be doing it i know they've got a show on saturday the coroquen it's just got a kpw match so i don't know that i'm necessarily bothered about watching it but i'll be ready for world tag league that's for sure Oh, that's what I like to hear. So I, like to, so I did try it for Lone Star Shootout. I did not. Um, it's been a week for me. I told you in the DMs <laughs> we had, we had to put we had yep. to put one of our cats down. So it was a long week for me. So I didn't share the the episode when it came out. Like it's just been a whirlwind for me. That's why we only got the one comment. No, definitely not. You're yeah. the fucking you're the rock of the the bread club. It's people come for you. They stay for my you nope. Know, I come for the you wizards. Know, they want to see if I'm going to piss my shirt on this show like I did on the wizards last week. <laughs> um, I I just completely forgot that the show was Friday night, and I 
happened to be home at like eight o'clock. So I was like, oh shit, Lone Star Shootout is on. Um, but I was like, I'm not paying for this fucking thing. It was free on World, just Japanese commentary. Right? Yeah. So I was like, it's free on World. I'm going to watch it with the Japanese commentary. Um, maybe I was, I was, I don't know. I was home at like nine o'clock and I tuned in just at the, just at the start of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club tag match. I mean, I watched two matches on this show. I'll be honest. Uh, when it comes to me watching matches after the, going back and watching shows and matches after the matter, I'm awful. Yeah, so I caught, so I caught the last four matches. So I missed Eddie and and Kojima, and I missed the tag titles. I missed Mystico TJP. I missed Toriano, Joey Janela. I missed uh, uh, Bullet Club against uh, Knight Kushida, Tamatanga, Tangaloa. So well, I caught the end of Moxley Wheeler Yuta against David Finley Kenta, which is fine. To go through the stuff that we well, like I said, I watched two matches. Oh, yeah. But come on, Nelly staff. So like talking points, Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler backstage said how the next time they meet it should be in Japan. Uh where are we interested to see whether that happens or not? Um West Coast Wrecking Crew taking a loss to Hikaleo and El Fantasmo for the strong open weight tag team championships. Um they, the, the, the West Coast, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Matt. They, yeah. I'm, they're giving me Ishi vibes in this strong openweight tag team division, and that it's like you know they get the call. We need someone to put on a banger defense and take the loss. Like they seem to be the first port of call, um, and at some point they need to be like you know given the titles, like not given the titles, but at some point they deserve that shot. That I agree a hundred percent. I did not see the tag match. I'm not. Not even gonna lie, but you've I've seen the West Coast Wrecking Crew before. I know what they bring to the table. They got fucking shafted out of the World Tag League. Yeah, wait, we'll get to World we'll, Tag League. We'll get into that. I already like, disappointed. Yeah, if you, I don't want them to become the team. Like you said, I want them to be the champions. I want them to be the tag team champions. They can defend those titles all over the West Coast. They can go to Japan. They can wreck shit there. Like, they're a fucking solid tag team. No disrespect to ELP and Hikuleo. It's just the dynamic's not there for me. And it might get there. In another three months, I might think that ELP and Hikuleo have a shot to take the titles off of Bishibon. Uh, But until we cross that bridge, I'm not sold on them as, as tag team champions. Uh, you mentioned already Eddie Kingston defeated Satoshi Kojima, but we've got to talk about the post-match. Gabe Kidd attacking Eddie Kingston. He's laying claim. He's coming for the title. That's a that's a great person to have defeat Eddie Kingston for the title. I don't think it happens. I think New Japan realized the, the drawing power Eddie Kingston has, mm-hmm. the eyes Eddie Kingston brings. But if you want to get it back with New Japan boys, there's no one better than Gabe Kidd to fucking... Do like Eddie Kingston's done. Gabe Kidd is wrestling all over the world. Uh, he's been wrestling in America the past week. He's back for World Tag League soon. Um, I, I'm all for Gabe Kidd fucking getting becoming strong over my champion. And they had a banger of a match like last year, last January or something. They had a match during the like kind of pandemicish crowd. Um, Eddie Kingston and Gabe Kidd, and it was awesome. And Gabe Kidd is like now he's got the Bullet Club Wardle energy behind him. He does, although I don't think he, if he was the champion, I don't think he would live by champion rules. He's kind of a maniac. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Fantastic. Gabe Kidd for president slash prime minister. But I think this is a good move because you've seen Kingston defend the strong title against the New Japan legends, right? Shibata, Kojima, 
um, whoever he beat last at the last show, Suzuki, maybe. Um, Probably. So, so this is like he's just kind of. I get it, right? We've talked about it at nausea. Eddie Kingston loves Japanese wrestling. He pays homage to it. It's beautiful because he actually puts his heart and soul into it. But now let's let's bring in the fucking war dogs. Let's bring in the young guns. Let me see him defend the title against Suji. Let me see him get Gabe Kidd. Let me see him get uh, uh, Alex Coughlin. Let me see him Jeff Cobb. Like, let's go. Pull up your big boy pants. Stop beating up these old men. Uh, let's, <laughs> so like, good luck. Kojima can still go, and Suzuki is horrifying. If I ran into him anywhere, I'd shit my pants. But let's let's like put a little put a little mustard on this title. Let's let's show it up here. Let's make uh, Eddie Kingston um, fighting champion and make the championship title seem like more than it is. Because no disrespect to Filthy Tom or Fred Rosser uh, or or whoever uh, who was the fucking who did Eddie Kingston beat for this title? Kenta. Yeah, Kenta, uh, um, in Independence Day. Yeah, like let's these these guys did a good job with the titles, but it's not on. Kenta didn't. No, it's but it's not on the world. It's not on the stage that Eddie Kingston is capable of bringing that to. So, let's do it. I'm all here for Eddie Kingston and Gabe Kidd. Uh, the tag I... match. Oh, sorry, Kieran. No, no, I I think you're potentially jumping a match here, and it's it's the fucking. I cannot have enough praise for this match, the NJPW World Television Championship match. Oh, I wasn't Sabre... skipping it. I just wanted to say the Moxley Wheeler Yuta David Finley Kenta match was whatever. Oh, um, um, on New Japan World, they've got the Zack Sabre Jr. match taking place before that match. Oh no, it was uh, Moxley and Wheeler was before that because your last three oh. matches were the titles. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. John Moxley pinned. Oh, Moxley pinned David Finley. What the fuck? Yeah. I have to, is that what it says? Because I don't remember. This what? Yeah, the New Japan website says. It makes sense. How uh, funny! No, yeah. Moxie's hitting the Death Rider on Kenta though. In in the images, did he pin Kenta? Let's see, Lone Star, Lone I Star. Um, but anyway, because it was, I put it on and I was just kind of like, uh, it was one whatever. I was never gonna watch. Like I had my yeah. the ones I was gonna cherry pick and watch the next day. This was not under this. The last three matches were what I wanted to see. Yeah. Um, this fucking ended... dude, Zack Sabre Jr. saying, or Mike Bailey saying he's a better TV champion because he watches more TV than fucking Zack Sabre Jr. is hysterical. He's going to take the title to Flavortown and all this stuff. Absolutely superb from Speedball Mike Bailey, man. The guy is an absolute icon in the wrestling world, man. But this match, holy shit. Like, I was like, this will be good. It's two good wrestlers. Like, I wasn't expecting to necessarily be blown away. I didn't think that necessarily they would just be two guys that would hear off chemistry-wise. But fuck me. Like, I put on Twitter, the closing stretch of this match, like the final two, three, four minutes, might be the best closing minutes of any match I've seen this year. I was just in awe of this. It was absolutely fantastic from these two. Uh, Like... I think I knew the result by the time I was watching the, the, the match and stuff. So I kind of took some tension out of it for me and there was never any doubt really Zach was going to win, but that didn't take anything away from me. Like this, I cut, this was this might recency bias is a thing. And I can't remember all fucking 16 defenses of Zach's title. But this is certainly one of my favorites of his defenses. Yeah, it's up there. And they put a bow on the Moxley Moxley hit Kenta with the death rider and pinned him. Right. So yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Yeah. No, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, I got to watch Mike Bailey Osprey, and it was fucking awesome. And I expected nothing less out of this. I cut you knew going into it, like, 
It'd be great for Mike Bailey to be the TV champion, but this is not happening. This is Zack Saber's time. This these guys fit together like peanut butter and jelly. It was fantastic. Um, it was it was great. It was just great. It was great wrestling. The last four or five minutes, like you said, was a sprint, and the counters and everything um, was awesome. You know when when he. When Zack Sabre Jr. goes to, for the finish with the armbar, he can't get it. He goes for the fingers. He snaps the pinky to secure the submission win. Like, just f- great shit. Mike Bailey is, is uh, you know, he was not allowed to wrestle in the United States for such a long time because of visa problems. So, you know, it kind of worked out with the pandemic for him. But before that, I know he missed a lot of, like, WrestleMania shows yep. and big big showcases. But, man, he has come on between Impact and his time where he shows up in New Japan. Like, you know, he, he's becoming must-see. Winner or Yo, loss, Mike, Bale, he, Mike Bailey's a must-see talent, and you put him in there with Zack Sabre Jr. Like, this was, this was like, if these last three matches are like you're going to eat, this was probably... This was probably like the the palate cleanser, right? Because I feel oh, like the main yeah. main event was an appetizer. This is the nice palate cleanser. The next match, the women's match, was my favorite match of the fucking night. Yeah, hell yeah, Matt, dude! Matt, finally on the Mayu Iwatani train. Let's fucking go. I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you; it's not Mayu Iwatani. That Stephanie, Stephanie Vacor is a She's fucking unreal. beast, dude. She's fantastic, man. I've seen so little of her, but every time I do, I'm so fucking impressed. Like this was, this was so fantastic. No fluff, no bullshit. These two women got in this ring and they went a hundred miles an hour for whatever it was, 13, 15 minutes. Fucking Mayu Iwatani was laying them in there. Stephanie Vakor was laying it in there. There were moments where I wouldn't like, oh, the, the shit. fucking the German suplex. Stephanie fucking yeeted the crap out of my Wittani. And you see that stuff in Joshi often, but Stephanie is a big woman. She is a dominating presence in that ring, especially when naturally Japanese people tend to be on a smaller side. The Joshi, the women, they're naturally on a smaller side. So there was very much a David versus Goliath feel here. But that German suplex, man, that was like Takayama-esque, man. Dude, she I was like, no... this was incredible. Iwatani had no right picking up Stephanie Vacor for a fucking tombstone pile driver. You know, <laughs> you know, bro, because you're right. My Iwatani, they're small women, right? And they fly around like fucking, like, like fireflies. And Stephanie Vacor is a thick Latina woman. Bro, she picked her up in tombstone star. I woo, doggy. And then the moonsault <laughs> with the tail in her face. Dude, this if you were gonna watch one match from this show, this is the match to go out of your way and watch. Zack Saber Jr. Mike Bailey is a close second, but this match, holy shit. And look, I've been very open with my my Joshi women rest like I'm not a huge fan. I've watched some. This match was great. I was totally in. And look, to be fair, Stephanie Vacor, when she was in that four women's tournament with Willow Nightingale yep. and Mercy like that was my first introduction to her, and every time she's on a New Japan card, I watch it because it's easily accessible. I'm sure if I searched out some of her stuff, I know she's got, like, tag team titles and... She's in CMLL, yeah. I do yeah. wonder, like, is... You know, maybe she's happy in CMLL, maybe she's quite content whether some of the big dogs do have their eyes on her, whether it's a Joshi promotion, whether this was, like, you know, her her trial for stardom, perhaps, or because she, she'd fucking... She'd get so over so quickly, and she'd be so dominating <laughs> and so great there. 
um, as like a mid-card champion. Like, do she want to win the top title? Will she can secondly win their version of the Intercontinental Championship. Um, but, you know, we've just seen Mariah Mage just signed with AEW. Uh, you know, she got she uh, got so good so quickly in stardom. Um, but look, Stephanie's doing wonders in CMLL by all accounts. So I'm not saying she should, she should go anywhere because she's clearly she's doing something right. She she's must see in the women's division. This match is must see. So, you know, the I thought the Japanese commentators did a great job. Don't know what the fuck they were saying, but I thought they did a great job. Oh, I'll tell you what, fantastic, man. Oh my god, it's the best. It, it's height. <laughs> you know, you. I don't think if it's not like a super complex story, I don't think you need. And that's no disrespect to Veda Scott and Stewart, right? That's the name Walker Stewart, Stewart Walker. What's Walker the name? Stewart. Yeah, no disrespect to them, but. But the way they just start screaming, and you know it's like a big just, moment. Like, ah, oh, it's the best. You it's can't, best. you can't, and there, there's the English language cannot match the enthusiasm of the Japanese commentary. I don't care how much an English commentator screams and shouts or anything; it just cannot meet, meet the excitement and the enthusiasm of the Japanese commentary. And there's nothing better in wrestling. You can keep your JRs. By God, he's broken in half. As God is my witness. Right. Fuck off. Nothing is better than when Milano giggles. If you make Milano giggle, that is the biggest fucking praise in all of wrestling. I fucking love it when Milano's just giggling because something is so fucking good and absurd, like Alex Coglin doing a stupid feat of strength. He's definitely done it during one of these two matches. And it might have been the Stephanie match. It might have been when Stephanie fucking yeeted Mayu with that German suplex, but he just starts giggling and he can't stop. He's so impressed. It was it was really it was really something. If you're going to watch again, I can't put it over enough because it was fantastic. Um, main event, never open weight championship, go to Kagi against Trent Beretta. It was a different version of Trent Beretta than we're used to seeing. He kind of had a mean streak to it. I didn't watch it. He he kind of showed up with a chip on his shoulder and he was a little cocky and he got busted open and and it was a hard hitting match. It was just. It went, you know, 25 minutes is a fucking long time for these guys. Um, right? I think that was the time. It, it was a long main event. Um, 25 minutes, 44 seconds. Yeah, it was long. Uh, the la- Obviously, you know, like any New Japan, the last couple minutes, the sequences are bonkers. Um, you know, Trent hits Shingo with the dude buster for a near, near fall. Gotcha pile driver by Trent. Uh, but Shingo obviously made in Japan to retain, which is great. I can't post match not post match. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. I, can't. I don't. I don't want. I don't want it again. Why? I'll, I'll, Why I is have... this a fucking thing, man? I'll have to do it because Matt is incapable. The words will not. I'm come not out of incapable. I just don't understand. They just it's, fucking the words, tri- the words won't come out your mouth. Like it's Tama Tonga comes out to challenge fucking Shingo Takagi, and this is another goddamn match for the Nevin open never open weight title. These guys just fucking did this. I. I and I, and I was happy with it. On paper, I don't like it, but their last match I really enjoyed. But man, can we? Why are we going back to the well with this again? I don't, I don't want this. Don't sign me up. Take me. I unsubscribe. Take me off the mailing list, please. <laughs> uh, this New Japan love their trilogies. They, they quick fire best of three, and that's what we're getting here. Wrestle Kingdom 18, Tamatonga versus Shingo Takagi. It's a match that isn't going to move tickets. I, I say this. Tamatonga is very beloved in Japan. The Japanese audience fucking love the man. Uh, and yeah, it's just a match that does nothing for me again. Um, 
I'm the the fear it distills in me that you know when Shingo won it, we all got so excited. The never title is going to get back to it where, where it belongs. It's with Shingo. We're going to see fast paced, hard hitting matches again. We're going to see big meaty men slapping meat. And then here comes Tamatonga, and the fear it has distilled in me that Tamatonga might actually win at Wrestle Kingdom, man. And like our our, our little glimpse of hope, our glimmer of hope is quickly darkened. This this does zero for me. This is like, look, you're asking a lot out of the Western fans to stay up at all hours to watch fucking Wrestle Kingdom 18. This match ve- may very well put me to sleep. I may I mean, fall asleep during this match and then not recover and then wake up to see spoilers. What? No. What are we doing? Who's in charge over there? That The whole G.O.D. stuff, like Tangaloa getting all these big singles matches on big cards and Tamatonga dropping the title to win the title to drop the title to win the title. It's also, like I, I said to you before, like what does Tangaloa have on Gado? What's the blackmail? They These boys got something, surely. They, I'm sure they just feel bad because he got hurt and he missed like a year. But then my that, 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 that shouldn't go on to Tamatonga. We feel bad for your brother too. Yeah, he had, they're a family. Had to they do all, all these together. tours without you. <laughs> yeah, they, they're family. They all stick together. But World Tag League was announced today. Uh, World Tag League starting in a week from the day we're recording on November 20th. It's kicking off this year. It's going to be two blocks of eight, 16 teams total. Uh, and the top two point scorers from each block are going to face off in semifinals, and then the winners of the semifinals will face off in the finals. So they're doing semifinals for World Tag League as well. Um, so we've got a good number of teams to go through. We'll start off with A block. I'll run for them all, and Do then we can, we can cherry pick who we want to talk about. Shota Umino and Renarita, Tomohiro Ishii and Toriano, Great Okan and Hanare, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols, Alex Coglin and Gabe Kidd, Evil and Yujiro Takashi, Kaito Kiyomiya and Ryohei Oewa, yeah! and Gates of Agony um, heading over to Japan for a tour as well. So that's the that's the A block. And then in the B block, we've got Bishamon, uh, El Fantasma and Hikaleo, Nagata and Suzuki, Taichi and the hunky, hunky, hunk Yuya Uemura, Yotasuji and Zed. I'm going to take a brief second here because I accidentally spoiled who Zed is. Do you know how they put up the table of like this are the matches and they'll put they'll put circles in and it has the names of everyone on there? Yeah. On that table, they accidentally put Zed's name. So we we know who Zed is. Um, oh. I won't spoil it in case people want to go in surprise and well, you didn't fuck, see it. I want to fucking know, man. I didn't see it. it they've, changed, they, they, they've since changed it. They've since changed it. Can you um, act it out? <laughs> I don't know this person, so I. You can't. don't know this person. Would I know this person? Can no. you send it to me in the private chat? I will when I can have my hands free to type. Uh, I, can Go- I can Google it and then we can talk about it. Sabrano Junior and Atlantis Junior coming over from CMLL <laughs> and Monster Source Lance Arch Alexane, and for some ungodly hellish reason, Bullet Club Rogue Army, Bad Luck Farley. And Jack Bonzer. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of good. There's a lot yeah. of fucking good here. Yeah, there's no fucking West Coast Wrecking Crew, though. Yeah, what the fuck, man? What have these boys got to do? Like I say, they're like the, the gatekeepers of Strong. And they can't get on World Tag League. You've got fucking Bad bad Luck Farley and Jack fucking Bonzer. Bad Luck fucking Farley, man. It's 2023. It's closer to 2024. 
He's got no right anymore, man. Like, just fuck off. Go back to ripping people off for them hard-earned money. Like, this is so disappointing. Like, not only the West Coast Rangers aren't there, because Oscar Loebe and Yuta Nakajima, they've got their own little team name. They were teaming up. They were saying, we want to be in World Tag League, and they kind of seem like a dead set. And then to fucking shove Bad Luck Farley and Jack fucking Bonza in there, like, fuck off, man. It's really, it's really, it's really annoyed me. I, I can tell that you probably you probably burned your Jack Bonza T-shirt. <laughs> if I had a Jack Bonza T-shirt, I don't think I would have lasted long in Bread Club. I think it's okay to tell people that Jack Bonza was the guy you were hanging out with in the UK, and he gave you all his merch to, to, why, to everybody. Why would Jack Bonza be in the UK for Royal Quest? And I, he I, pro- lo- he loves I tried you. to picture with Hanare as well. What's this dude's name? Let me. I got Gun Suji's cage match um, to find it. <laughs> You got to go to Suji's cage match to find me Jack Bonza's name? No, to find out the dude he's teaming with. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten teams debuting in the tournament while you're looking this up. Uh, those teams are Umino, Ren Narita, um, uh, Kiyomiya, and uh, Oiwa. Uh, the Gates of Agony, because why, you know, why would you not, you know, why would you send the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions to Japan so they can't defend their fucking titles on? Oh, is that the six-man tag champions? Oh, yeah, like anyone, you know, no one gives a shit about Ring okay, of Honor anyway. So. Fill, fill, fill me in here, because there, there is a lot that I could I could spend a, a long time talking about this World Tag League here, but fill me on Gates of Agony. Should we be, is this a good team? Is this like just AEW sending the, the bottom of the barrel over? What's going no, on? No, no. I think so. Khan used to be part of Shane Taylor promotions in Ring of Honor before they folded. Uh, and he was in a great, great fucking tag team uh, with. Um, oh, my God. Why, why am I forgetting his fucking name now? Moses. Moses and Khan. They were fucking amazing. He's a great talent. Toa Le- Leona is a big, you know, um, He's like, you know, the third cousins from the bloodline. He looks like one of those guys. Samoan, that's the word I was looking yep. for. There, they'll be a fine tag team. Um, you know, I've never, I don't know. I thought Khan and Moses were the better duo. Uh, I've seen Khan do a lot of stuff in six-man action, not so much tag team action. They're the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. They just beat the Bucks and Hangman uh, a couple weeks ago. With Bri- okay. Brian, Brian Cage I saw, is their, their yeah, third. Yeah, I saw that much. Um, okay, well, that's cool. It, it's exciting. It's it's fresh, and it gets, you know, it's a bit of a different yeah, look, And suddenly every matchup in this block with them is a new matchup we haven't seen before. That's, you know, yeah. seven new matches. Yeah, and then Hikule of ELP is debuting. Suzuki Nagata as a tag team is pretty fucking wild, especially after the... The history, the man. The, yeah. You could, you could write books on the history between Suzuki and Nagata as enemies. Never, never stood on the same side of a ring before until recently. Uh, I am super excited for the tag team of uh, Taichi and Yuya Uemura. Who takes like, the pins? Su- like, super excited, dude. I, I love Taichi, and he has not done much since he... Is he still the... Who's the fucking... He's challenging for the KOPW title this weekend. I don't feel, okay. like, I don't feel like we need to discuss it. <laughs> no, no, but I was going to say, he's not the... <laughs> No, he's challenging Show for the title again. I don't know if a stipulation. Oh, I think Show has said Taichi can name whatever stipulation he wants. No, Taichi said Show can name whatever stipulation he wants. That's gotcha. I, I don't know if it's going to be announced beforehand, but yeah, um, Suzuki and Nagata. Like, if you're kind of just new, if you only know about Suzuki in recent years and stuff like that, 
um the history here as well they've main evented tokyo dome against each other it's a proper blood feud it's gone on for decades like there's probably not many other feuds like it in professional wrestling so to see those two dudes on the same side of the ring is super interesting i get like obviously i my love for yuyu umura knows no bounds so i'm really excited for him in there um look there's a lot to love like shota and ren narita i think will be in contention come the end of a block uh I'm very excited for obviously War Dogs are back. Alex Coglin and Gabe Kidd because they was in it last year. They won one match. Uh, this is going to be a very different side of them, and we know how ex- Gabe Kidd made every G1 match unique on yeah, the card. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was by design. He is aware of what the G1 can be, and he threw the rule book out. Um, so we can maybe expect the same here in World Tag League. Are you? Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Karen. Are you surprised to see Kaito Kiyomiya back here? I was literally going to say that next. Uh, I'm super happy with this this is really cool uh we're getting to see oewa during his excursion come back um kaisa kiyomiya back in new japan isn't a bad thing for for for, for the the evilness that gado has done in inserting david finley in the triple threat match for the evilness that gado has done in making tamatonga shingo takagi for russell kingdom he gets some reprieve here we're getting kaisa kiyomiya versus gabe kid again they're in the same fucking block and that was perhaps my favorite G1 match. I can vividly remember that match still. I can't. There was a lot of good matches in the G1, but this was good in an entirely different way. It stood out from the field. It was really memorable. And I'm so fucking... I hope this leads to something. I hope... Let let Gabe rock up in Noah. Let Gabe fucking... Because he is the most disrespectful motherfucker if he wants to be. They will... The crowd will fucking yeah. chew him live. And he will love it. And Kaito Kiyomiya will be the big hero, and it will be fucking tremendous. Please let this. If if Gabe isn't getting a place at Wrestle Kingdom, let him fucking be on Noah's show on like January second or whenever it is. I, yeah, you know what? I completely forgot that. That's what that's what they do, right? They, we still have that. The, the, we're gonna have that joint show after Wrestle Kingdom. Like that makes so much fucking sense, right? I mean, that hasn't been announced next year actually. Whether they're gonna do another Noah Wrestle Noah New Japan joint show. I mean, you'd have to think like you got, uh, uh, you know, Owa is over there doing tag matches with Kiyomiya. Like this idea, like give give Gabe something to do. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see if they do. I feel like that was maybe a pandemic thing. Like we've spoken before of like a rising tide lifts all ships. Um, and you had the Lij Congo story was really the crux of it. They had mm-hmm. the tag matches the first time, and that was the main event. And then they had all the single matches. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether we do get another collaboration show. But regardless, let Gabe Kid rock up in fucking battle Kiyomiya in another ring. Um, but A Block is certainly looking the sexier block for me. Yeah. Do you think they, I know that they agreed to put their differences aside and team together, but like, is that going to be like a constant story with Shota and Ren, or are they going to like tear shit up as a tag team? I think they tear shit up. I think so. We've got two defined. The, the so the top two point winners from each block will go f- to the semifinals. I'm saying for A block, it's Shota Umino and Ren Narita, and it's the War Dogs. They're my two picks for A block uh, to make it to the semifinals. Um, I don't see. I see. I, I'd love TMDK, but clearly, them going to be in contention for the titles again isn't. Like, what's the point? They've lost so many times this fucking year. Right, yeah. Like, been, they need you know, some how many, space. How many times can you go to the well before you actually come back with water? Yeah, exactly. So th- those would be my two picks for the A block. Um, B block, 
Uh, beam lock. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe Taichi and Yuya Uemura and I don't know. Maybe Atlantis Junior and Soberano Junior or someone like that. I think someone with a bit of a bit of an outsider. Maybe Lance Archer, Alex Zane. I, um, I'm a big fan of Monster Sauce and the just the presentation. And I'm at nauseum. I've said this, but when Lance Archer shows up in New Japan, it's like a completely different fucking different. vibe in a good and a great way. And you put him in there with Alex Zane, like Alex Zane got over huge during the Super Juniors when he was there a couple of years ago. Like, love the tag team. Um, I would not be mad if they made a run. With Hiroki Goto being hurt for for so long, like, I know they're the two-time World Tag League winners and they're the champions and we have nothing but respect for Bishimon. You know, we were all up in arms when they got not included in that list of best tag teams in the world a couple of years ago. Now I just think... I just think we're at a point where maybe the bloom is off the rose and it's time for Yoshihashi to maybe, maybe we get a Yoshihashi Tomatongo feud. Sign me up for that. Not. Who, <laughs> who are you going for as winning World Tag League? I don't think oh, there's a. Christ. I don't think there's obvious winning because you've got to think winners here face Bishamon at Wrestle Kingdom for the tag title. So it has to be, it has to be a, a, a good match for lack of a better word. Like to put it to put it plainly, so I I think Shota Umino and Renan Rita have a real chance here. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, uh... <sighs> fuck, that's not that doesn't make any sense to face Bishimon. I think Ren and Shota would be one, and then I'd put Bullet Club War Dogs as one A with like the War Dogs. Are they doing both? Um, just clarify this for me, please. Uh, are they doing both the two top point getters from each block? Or are they doing the yeah, thing like they did where they so crossed? No, the two, the two, so, so the two top point getters from each block will go through into the semifinals. So if you finish first place and if you finish second place, you go through into the semifinals. Right, but I don't like, know that they've okay. said... Okay, so it's going to be the first place of A block will face the second place of B block. Okay. The first place of B block will place second place, face the second place of A block. Because I can see... I can see it coming down to Umino and Ren and A and Suji. Uh, no, just five guys and maybe Bushamon and B. And like we can kind of plant the seeds for a just five guys bullet club after after Wrestle Kingdom. Something different. Obviously, we all think Sonata's not going to be the champion. So, you know, if I he's. Think, I think they've done good in the. Well, well, Tag League is usually just a meme amongst the, the New Japan community. Like, it's the most non-essential tournament of the year. It's like, you know, for the, for the most crazy and uh, ludicrous of New Japan fans to watch every show. Uh, so, of course, me and Matt watch every show. Uh, <laughs> but it, it has become a running joke among fans for a long time. The pandemic, of course, didn't help things. Uh, and because the tag division was just so shit for such a long time in New Japan, yeah, it was rough. Uh, it, it was rough times. Uh, like you know, as much as we love Lance Archer, he wasn't once he once he left David Boy Smith Jr. Once Killer Elite Squad was killed, Lance Archer became this single superstar. Um, and like you know, it was God versus the world for a long time, and fucking that was boring. Um, yeah, we lived through a, a bad luck folly Chase Owens tag reign. Exactly. Like this is this is so fucking fresh. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I was gonna, I'd, I'd be watching every show anyway. I, you know, 
I'd be watching the, the, the league matches at the very least. I'm not going to watch every preview tag match. Uh, and it's quite digestible. I think there's four league matches every show. So it's not going to be awful to watch. You're looking at an hour, maybe an hour and a half of matches, uh, which is nice and easy, even if you're playing catch up. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this World Tag League. I could I feel like I could do a really deep dive at analysis and like a whole other show, but um, I'm I'm pumped for this. Are you pumped for the debut of a couple new young lions in Shoma Kota, Shoma Kaito, and stop whatever you're doing screen and Katsuya Murashima. So say those words three times. I think it's might might be Shoma Kato. I'm not sure. Kato Kato. Okay, Kieran. Jesus, man. Let me butcher their names. That's the half the fun of Brick Club. Um, This guy looks like he was in one of our videos for Shining Wizards, the opening. Shoma, it says on the website as well, he like won the hearts and minds of viewers of the spirit. And the spirit was a reality reality TV show produced by Kazuchiko Kata that followed Dojo Hopefuls. So they basically done a TV show with Okada and he was like the head boss and everyone was training and had to impress Okada to get into the dojo. And this was the guy, was the star of this show, this show Makato. Uh, so he comes in with a lot already, like a lot of reputation kind of, at least among the Japanese fans. Um, and also you don't know how long these guys have been in the dojo. The guys were in the dojo for a long time before they make their debuts. Right. It's not like they're doing in the dojo and they made the debut at the same time. They're, they're cutting in the putting in the work and they're just totally behind the scenes and you don't know they're doing right, all they're the just work. Making chanko all day. They're they're cooking. They're making chanko for all the wrestlers. They're working out probably three, four, five times a day. They're doing all the wrestlers' laundry. They're keeping the dojo looking clean. All those type of things for a long, long time before they even get the chance to debut as a young lion. So this is going to be really interesting to see. Um, Katsuya Murashima as well, twenty three years old. It says. Another two young lions coming in, maybe hints more young lions are perhaps they're on their way out. Perhaps it's time for Oscar Loyabe and uh, Yuto Nakashima. They're going to be looking at going on excursion, perhaps. I don't know. I was told that Oscar Loyabe is likely going on excursion to the UK. Um, I feel like I mentioned that already on here, uh, but I don't know when that's going to be happening. But, you know, new young lions, it's you, you feel for them when they first come in. Like, literally, they got to have this the short hair. Like the black, like just the, the the minimum of making yourself be an individual human being. I mean, you know what you sign up for. Oh, 100 percent But yeah, they're debuting. When are they debuting? They debut uh, on World Tag League when New yeah, World Tag League starts. Twentieth and the twenty-first, right? Yeah, they debut on the twentieth and the twenty-first. Uh, so yeah, that's World Tag League. That's the Young Lions. Um. Wrestle Kingdom is on the horizon. We've touched on every match that's been announced so far. We will do a better preview closer to the time. Uh, but Wrestle Kingdom 18 so far, uh, totally not out of order. Uh, totally out of order, sorry. Shingo Takagi defending against Tamatonga, never openweight championship. Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanihanashi, and JPW World TV Championship. Hiromu versus Despi, IWGP Jr., heavyweight championship. War Dogs versus Catch 2 2 Junior Tag Titles, Osprey Moxley and David Finley for a new IWGP title, Okada Danielson and Sonata versus Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. What's your excitement level right now on a scale of 1 to 10, Matt, for Wrestle Kingdom? I was just thinking the same thing when I was just on paper. This is what I feel like. This is one of the weaker Wrestle Kingdoms. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're, I, I'm glad. We're we're on the same boat as we often. I are. hate this. I hate to say it, but like on paper, 
it's solid. It's not exciting. No, it's and this will be the second year in a row where where the, your biggest match is not your main event, and I think that's a problem. There's nothing for me to really sink my teeth into here. There's no. Usually, there's like one match. Like last year it was Omega Osprey, talk yeah. of the town. Like you know, it made me fucking get on a plane and fly to Japan, and it was just a buzz, 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 buzz for Omega Osprey. There's no buzz here. There's no one match that just stands above the crowd. Like last year, you had the Mercedes Monet rumors as well. Is she gonna show yeah. up? There's, there's, it's very just. Here's a great. Um, here's a very good card, but there's nothing special. There's, no, there's like, no, look, there's no. I don't think we're gonna watch this, and none of us are gonna be disappointed, right? No, but no, like, no. is there a world where Sonata retains? No, I don't think there is. <laughs> it would be the fun, the, the, the strangest, most questionable booking decision of all time if he did, wouldn't it? Right, and I think when it's so so telegraphed it, it takes you out of it and look no if you're not watching new japan like you don't really the sonata as the world champion you don't get the significance of it right so yeah, absolutely like if you aren't diehard new japan if you aren't watching every week to know the significance like me and matt the match on paper looks fucking way for finn that match but even for me and Matt, who are watching everything New Japan, we're digesting every piece of New Japan content. It's still not the most exciting thing in the world. Like I can defend it, but oh, yeah, it doesn't look, mean, there's, it doesn't there's mean story. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, there's a there's a great story there, and it's rooted deep in the history of Lij and New Japan. But like, it's just not. It's not. It's not doing it for me. It's not selling. If I was a casual fan, it's not selling me on Wrestle Kingdom 18. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I think that the whole casual fan myth stuff. I think for New Japan, it's trying to draw rides from WWE and AEW to tune in at least once a year for Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and I, I don't think this does that. I, uh, for, for 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 many people, Danielson versus Okada is to what me and you Omega versus Osprey was, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I don't think, yeah, just it's not. I I can't think of a word to just sum it up. But it's not got that. Just that little bit of spice that you expect from Wrestle Kingdom. No, and uh, if this is and this is what we have, we have seven matches so far. What do you? We assume that the tag titles will be defended. Yeah, right? they'll absolutely be defended. I saw someone. I think uh, Chris Charlton on Twitter. Someone asked how many matches can we expect, and he did respond. I'm just trying to look it up now. But yeah, um, the, t- like the tag what, titles what, will definitely be defended. What else do you, what did what else do we like? You're not leaving us not a lot of room. Are we going to get an IWGP Women's Title Defense? Nope. They Stardom have out have outright said they will not be part of Wrestle Kingdom this year. So we had twelve last year, three pre-show matches. Uh, one of them being we're, so we'll get the the Ram the Rambo at uh, in the pre-show. Yep, it might that might be the only thing on the pre-show. They've changed the times to accommodate getting people in and the, the length of the show, they pushed the times of the show forward, which meant kind of pre-show down a little bit. So then, okay, so if you just say the Rambo is in the pre-show and then there were nine matches on the main show last year. So, yeah, I mean, there's no... you got to throw the tag titles in, of course, and then that's every of them. That's all the main titles. you got the strong tag titles. you got a strong openweight championship. Like, does Eddie Kingston compete at Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I could I could see that happening. With they're, they're going, you know, you've got two AEW guys already. What's the third? Like, go for the the, the crowd pleasers, get them all on, and try draw the guys. Um, 
I guess. But yeah, who does he I defend the title against? Whoever the fuck you want. I suppose yeah, I, Wrestle Kingdom. You gotta get. You gotta. You gotta make it feel. It'll be someone substantial. It'll be fucking Tangaloa. It'll be Suzuki, someone like that. But I already saw that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit feel lame to not be excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, we are. You know, look. Let's. And let's be fair, we're still about a month and a half away. So as, as it gets you know, closer, yeah, of course. There could be a lot, you know, like who shows who's Suji's guy? You know, is it someone from Mexico that has roots in LIJ? Is it is it I don't know, is it some fucking dude off the street? Is it Kieran? No, it's not. It's the guy it's the guy stuck in the private chat. <laughs> well, I don't you know, as much as I love being a dick, I don't want to spoil it for people <laughs> like are really invested in in because that's if you look in you're watching this if you're really into new japan so i don't want to ruin it for you you know there's a 97 percent chance you go who but in, in the case those I'd three percenters you can bump up by like at least two percent you think 99 percent of the people watching don't know who the, i don't know who the fuck yeah. is i had to look them i up. reckon i'd go for a, so a solid 99 percent i did miss the war dogs last night here in new jersey it's very Ah, uh, man. I know JCW were running, and yeah, you, you messaged me about going to the show because was it, were three of them? Was it Clark, Alex, and Gabe all on the show? I believe so, yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, Handsome Kevin, who does the Wizards with us, is in, he does, he's an independent wrestling manager out in Minnesota mm-hmm. in the Midwest. So he was on a show Saturday with Clark. Oh, really? A bunch of Clark, uh, Masato Tanaka. It was he's got a, he sent me a great picture of him with Masato Tanaka and he said oh, Clark man. didn't have any new uh, shitting his pants stories. <laughs> You'd hope so. You'd hope so. It'd only be in like a year if that. Be a bit yeah, worried. You know, you always got to check. You know, some people more than others. Well, there's only one place you can get those wrestlers shitting their own pants stories at the Wizards at Wizards podcast. Sorry, search the signing Shining Wizards podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And let They're me gonna... tell you, Kieran. Let me tell you, I hate to cut you off here. This episode will drop in the middle of the week, the between the 13th and the 17th, right? On Fightful yep. Overbook, FightfulOverbook.com. November 20th, we celebrate 12 years as a podcast. So we will have uh, Dave LeGrecker from Busted Open. If you're familiar with, uh, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the only wrestling radio show here in the United States that's on satellite radio. Dave is a good friend and a host, so he's going to be joining us. And uh, then I kind of just am going to just let whoever wants to join us, join us past guests. I put out a call to all the past guests if they just want to pop in. So you never know who's going to show up uh, on the anniversary show. We're just going to have a good time and have some drinks. And so November 20th, mark your calendars. Hey, do you uh, we're we're interviewing a guy from the UK tonight on our show. Fucking that guy. Good luck to him. Do you know Shady Natteris? Is that a thing? What? Did you just say English words? His name is Shady. Shady Natteris. Nat. This does not ring any bells. Shady Nat. Not like I'm. I'm not Nat-ros. a. Nat-ros. I'm not a Wikipedia for English wrestling by any means, but it doesn't ring any bells. Nah, he's a guy. He's a guy. Like he was handsome. Kevin booked him because he knows him. I guess he worked out in Minnesota. So then I sent him all the, the shit this morning. And he's like, hey, oh, oh, dot, oh, 45 a.m. And I was like, what? I'm like, where? No, what? Where the fuck are you? 
It's like, I'm in the UK. So I was like frantically texting like, do you know this guy is in the fucking UK and he's going to stay up till one o'clock in the morning and do our stupid podcast? <laughs> Man, fuck. Yeah. I, I always want to like, it's one of the things I really wish I could watch and listen to Wizards live and stuff. Um, but yeah, time difference is the killer. Time difference is the, the devourer of joy. You are a responsible adult who chooses to go to bed at a reasonable hour, and no one can fault you for that. I'm a very busy adult as well, I must say. But I know, you know, I told you we had that moment where I thought you were like tweeting at like three o'clock in the morning, but you oh, just yeah. said oh, it. Jesus. You said yeah, it and yeah, forget. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, ninety-nine percent of my tweets are scheduled, man. And ninety-nine percent of the content over at Wrestling is amazing. There's the one percent where other like, one, I sh- the other one percent's even better than amazing. That's what no, I was the, say. another one percent is usually like if I do like a noob Japan and it <laughs> falls on to wrestling and I fucking hijack the show. Kieran's doing his thing on Twitter at Kieran RH ninety three and then wrestling just over this weekend at wrestle I double N on the Twitter. Just over this weekend, I got like three bonus Patreon shows. Nobody's doing more work than the guys over at wrestling. They are just pumping out it's bonus so- content. It's so frustrating. I've got so many ideas for content and just no time to do the content. Like, I'm in this same boat as you. Working, I'm working two jobs. Like we're in the process of moving homes. My lovely fiance just sprained her ankle, so you know I'm having to cook and clean and like you know just I need she needs to sit the fuck down as much as she's trying yeah. to do stuff. Yes, listen so to nice Okada. Listen to Okada. She needs to sit down and she needs to let me help out and do stuff and it eats her alive. And yeah, you know, working two jobs and then also like, you know, stuff like this and all the wrestling content we do is can often be like a third job. It's like oh, a part time job between yeah. Wrestle In and the Wizards and then Twitter and stuff like that. So I've got so many ideas I would love to do to spice up the Patreon, to spice up wrestling. But one day, maybe I'll have time in like 40 years. Like, when kids I haven't had have gone off to college and I'm making mega money and then I can just have all the time I want to just sit down and record stupid videos. That's the dream. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm just going to keep betting on football games and hope I win really. (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. One day. Got big one in for tonight, so we'll see. It's not going to get me. uh, I'm not going to retire, but it'll give me a little head start. That's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah, it won't fucking happen. (laughs) But you know what? It makes it all fun. Yeah, that's me at KieranRH93 at WrestleIn on Twitter, I double N. But go check out at Wizards Podcast. Are you still running that awesome, fucking incredible Patreon offer, Matt? No, the, it's, oh, it was just, it was just for last week only, Kieran. Guys, if you didn't get on this fucking deal, like you signed up for a dollar, just one American dollar to the, to the Wizards Podcast Patreon. And you were getting sent like a care package of just random cool wrestling shit. Shirts, figures, stickers, like just for a fucking dollar, you got a care package delivered to your yeah. door just for fucking giving a dollar to the best one of the best patrons out there from one of the hardest uh, 12 year long podcasts. Well, well, I appreciate your kind words, Kieran. It won't be the last time we run it. Uh, I still got more eyes peeled. More office to clean. You can see that the 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 pile of shit is gone from my my podcasting over here i have the pile of shirts that hanare gave me that i need to arrange giving away and stuff but again time is not my friend that's Um, it but yeah like he even gave me the new justin davis one that only recently got released on the new japan shop like 
it's really cool it's a collaboration with this really uh like designer outlet in japan um he gave me like three of his own shirts and like three united empire shirts um i i they look i'm a small dude they're all extra large or extra extra large i think so i gotta find them at home guys so keep your eyes peeled um I'll, i should give some to specifically to someone from bread club if oh you, man if you are listening if you've gotten this far if you've gotten an hour 35 minutes through the bread club love bread. if you've gotten hour 35 minutes through bread club Shoot me a DM. My DMs are open, and I've changed the stupid Twitter settings, so you can't DM. Shoot me a DM and just say I love bread, and I'll send you a Hanare or United Empire shirt for the Bread Club only. First on, person, bro. first person gets it. Man, it doesn't include you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. There's a little asterisk there. It does not include members of Bread Club. Damn it! All right, we'll go Bread Club adjacent. But there you go. You, something to the people that suffer to the end of the Bread Club. Suffer? You make it sound like it's not like people don't enjoy this. I mean, yeah. No, I don't I, think they look. Do. I enjoy it. I think I, I, th- I think fight will force people to watch it to get clicks. You think so? Yeah, like at gunpoint, you will listen to you'll you'll listen to Matt's jokes and you'll listen to Kieran think he's smart and knows New Japan and you'll like it. But you're you are smart and you do know you're like a New Japan encyclopedia. I try. You do a great job. Yeah. So Sean Ross Sap, he's walking around. He's putting guns on people. Um, I didn't say Sean Ross Sapp. That wasn't my words. That was your words. That was my Matt, words. If that's Matt gets fired words. from Fightful, that's it. That's not my fault. Oh, that would be awesome if I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> first person fired from Fightful. No, definitely not the first. I'm sure they fired people. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you Are you I'm, trying to get rid of me? Holy shit. Are you trying? You already <laughs> fired. Unbelievable. You found, uh, another, you found yourself another American that watches New Japan, didn't you? I had a great idea for how to start the podcast episode this week, where we had the gag from last week, the last episode. It wasn't a gag. It was a joke. It was a gag. It was a bit. Oh, yeah. Not a bit. Come on. Don't pull back the curtain so much. But maybe we'll do it for next episode. I'll tell you what my idea was off it. I like it. I'm in. I don't care what it is. I'll dress as a pirate. I'll wear a fucking bra. I don't care. I pissed my my shirt last week on the wizard. So Jesus. Well, it wasn't on purpose. What what better way to end than that? So thank you, Fightful, Fightful Overbooked. Uh, subscribe there to them on YouTube. Please leave us a comment. Uh, give us a like and all that good stuff. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks, which will probably be in the middle of World Tag League, I'm guessing. But there will yeah. also be other stuff. It's New Japan. There's never a quiet week in New Japan. Let's hope. Let's hope there's never a quiet week. I must put the thing up before I took this down. Take that down. This is my first day using the stream. <laughs> I'm all new with this. Doing we'll be back job. in a couple weeks. Remember, FIFALOverbook.com. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. You see the video on your YouTube, you click the like button. Thumbs up. Don't push the fucking thumb. If you push the thumbs down, I'm coming to your house with the Tanahashi hairdo, and I'm going to piss all over your T-shirts, okay? You want to hit that like button. Leave a comment. Doesn't matter. Say fucking uh, I love bread. Comment, I love bread. Let's fill up the comments with I love bread. Maybe we'll try it. You think Kojima would do our show? Uh, I doubt it, but you can fucking slide into those DMs because you got that bread club, Rob. I dig it. I just want him to show up and say I love bread and then peace out. That would be that would be the dream. Don't even hang out with us. Let's get, he, he's got probably got a decent grasp of English. Give it a go. I know he's coming to the States in December for MLW. Give it a go. Give it a go. Uh, slide it slide a go. into those DMs. Slide into the on a Kieran's smooth, DMs. On a smooth, buttery trail of bread. Just slide in. 
And remember, slide into Kieran's DMs at KieranRH93 on Twitter and tell him you love Brett so he can send you a t-shirt, a Hanare t-shirt. Because that's I've what he got, does. I've only got a few shirts, so it's first come, first serve. First one, come, one, first serve. One shirt only. We should probably f- find out when Jeremy's going to post this. Oh, no, there's like a timestamp on, on Twitter, right? I don't know. It's fine. I think the show is better if it's just the this logo and us just talking the, just, over it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's great. Come on, then he's eating a croissant. I don't even have to show up. Well, that's come on. People love that. <laughs> People show up for you. People show up for the bread. You know, I had an extra bagel this morning, and I was like, I should have saved this for today. But uh, people got to wait. You spoiled. You spoiled people the other week. It's got to be special. It's got to be special, uh, and it will be. Uh, you know what? Next time we're back here, and I hate to keep talking, but. Uh, you won't see us till after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. I'll take this away, right? Do you guys do Thanksgiving in the UK? You have we like don't a do Thanksgiving in Turkish anything. hen or something? No, we don't do Thanksgiving. All right, well then, you know what? If you're in the UK or Japan, suck shit, okay? But if you're in the United States, have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. Don't suck shit. Just, you know, maybe stomp on it. Put it between your toes. Hey, and on uh, November 23rd, I'll be eating turkey. <laughs> Press the stop button, man. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.